Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. You Better You Bet, it's Ryan Horvath and PJ Glasser filling in today for Nick and Ken. Don't fear, Nick and Ken will be back on Thursday getting you set for the divisional round. we got a lot to talk about, though. Obviously, college hoops, decent slate tonight, great slate coming up this weekend. Uh, divisional round of the playoffs, we got some NBA, and we got some golf to get to here as well. And to do that, we welcome on now Joe Idoni. You could give him a follow on Twitter. I still call it Twitter. Tour Picks, that's where you could find him. Uh, host of Preferred Lines, uh, a weekly PGA Tour golf betting content. Doing great work again this season. Joe, thanks so much for giving us some time today, man. You're on with Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser. How are you doing today? Good, guys. What's going on? Uh, I, I still call it Twitter, too, for the record, so <laughs> yeah. I haven't made the transition over. But um honored that you guys would have me on and happy to talk a little PGA Tour golf and break up uh, – you know, all the chaos that's going on in the divisional NFL playoffs. Yeah, Joe, Ryan and I love golf, so we're excited to have you on. I'm going to be honest with you. This is not one of my favorite tournaments of the year. You know, it's one of those weird ones where they're playing at like three different courses and two of them are like extremely easy. So, I mean, just kind of tell people about like this tournament in specific, you know, with maybe some strategy and the different courses. And obviously there's not a cut made until heading into Sunday and, and kind of how you approach the American Express tournament. Yeah, you kind of nailed it. I don't think anybody really loves the format of this tournament. You you have the Pro-Am format once. You're dealing with extremely long rounds. You mentioned that the first three days are split across three different golf courses. Two of them held at PGA West there, and then about five miles away at La Quinta Country Club is the third course. So unusual circumstances that introduces, you know, tons of new variables into golf betting, which, as you guys know, is is hard to predict, hard enough as it is. So um, a lot of additional variables. It's tough for TV coverage because you're spread out all across. There's not shot link data from two courses and shot tracker. So it's definitely not my favorite event on tour either. But I think the pro is, is, is that we get a nice quality field for the second week in a row in one of these non-signature events. You have several of the top names who have made the trip out there to Palm Springs this week, and there's certainly plenty of opportunities, I believe, on the betting board. Yeah, let's look at the top of the board. Who do you like at the top? We'll talk some long shots, uh, but who would you look at at the top of the board coming up this weekend? Yeah, so this tournament, it, it, it has not been kind besides last year with John Rahm historically to the favorites. I believe 11 in the last 15 years, you've seen someone 55 to 1 and beyond win this tournament. 
Uh, we obviously saw Grayson Murray last week, but if I had to pick someone from the top, I would probably ignore the big three in Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay, and of course, Scotty Scheffler. I'm comfortable down in that mid-20 range with someone like Tom Kim, who's got solid course history here. Uh, this is a perfect, ideal course fit for Tom Kim because you're essentially eliminating the middle of the bag and you're hitting shots from 125 yards and in. And then 200 yards and longer are really the two approach ranges that, you know, the proximities of the majority of your shots are going to come in from, an area which he excels. He's won twice in sort of playing desert golf within the last two years. Um, he's someone that I absolutely have circled and have already placed a wager on this week. Love that, Joe. Yeah, I like Tom Kim as well. I had uh, him circled. Sung J.M. was up there for me, too. The guy that I had to, if I had to pick one to win this week, actually, would be uh, J.T. Poston. He's in good form. He had a top five finish last week at the Sony. And, you know, just another guy where I think this course fits him so well and what a great putter he is. So what are your thoughts on uh, Poston this week? Look, as, as a golf better who's done this for a while, oftentimes I find myself trying to zig when there are obvious signs pointing to the zag. The obvious glaring jump-off-the-screen signs all align with J.T. Poston. He's playing fantastic. I bet him as well, so I'm in that boat with you. Seven top tens in the last six months. That's more than any player on the PGA Tour. That's more than Scotty Scheffler. That's three times as many as Xander Schauffele and Patrick Cantlay. Um, he's playing unbelievable golf, and there is not a better wedge player from 100 yards right now on the PGA Tour than J.T. Poston. He's streaky with the putter, which sometimes concerns me. But, you know, typically that's what he's been reliant on for success in the past. But more so lately, it's the iron play. It's the consistency off the tee. He's been putting it all together for quite a long time, and I think he's right on the precipice of breaking through for victory. What are your thoughts on Tony Finau coming into the weekend? I was looking at some, like, T10, top 10 finishes, and you're getting better than 3-1 to one odds. Plus 350, I think, is the price I saw. One top 10 finish and six career starts at the American Express. But I think if you, like, look at his last four, he had a T14 and he was tied for 16. Would you do anything with him this weekend, or is that a stay away for you? Probably a stay away on the betting side. However, I'm really interested in DFS. I think he's at an attractive price point number. I think that the majority of people will swerve off of him based on recent form. And I also think this is a this is actually a sneaky good course fit for someone like Tony Fino. I bet him, I believe it was three years ago in 2020, he should have won this tournament that year. Um, he had four and five foot putts on the back nine for birdie that he was consistently missing which has kind of been a struggle right we saw him change up the putting stroke a few uh, like a month ago at the hero world challenge and there's just steady inconsistencies there which have me concerned from an outright betting perspective i think where your thought process was headed which was a top 10 or top 20 bet is probably a much safer place right now for tony finau or if you want to get in one of these large DFS contests and you want to take a stab at a player with high top-end win equity at a very low ownership, he's someone that I would look to there as well. Anybody that you're staying away from or anybody that you would fade in a matchup coming up this weekend? Uh, I'm fading Daniel Berger. Um, there's a matchup out there with Will Zalatoris as an underdog against Daniel Berger. Um, interesting, they put those two players together. So... Willie Z, we finally saw come back at the Hero World Challenge and at the Sony. He didn't play well, but he was off basically a six-month hiatus for injury. 
Daniel Berger has been out since the summer of 2022. Um, he has not played an event since that U.S. Open, basically a year and a half on the shelf for injury, and he makes his return this week as a favorite against Will Zalatoris, which I just don't understand. I, I think Will Zalatoris, a year from now, two years ago, he's always a better player than Daniel Berger with higher end. You know, he's capable of winning major championships, and I think that him being able to get serious, solid reps under his belt in those first couple of tournaments and maybe shake a little rust will prove him well as as an underdog in that head-to-head. Joe, already this season we've seen two long shots win. Chris Kirk at the Century, Grayson Murray last week. You mentioned this is a tournament where it's good to bet long shots as well. Throughout the season, like, do you think that this is going to be a theme, especially with Rom leaving for Live, and obviously he he won a bunch of tournaments last year. I mean, do you think just forecasting golf for this season, do you think it's going to be a good year to bet long shots? You know, I think it kind of levels out through the year. If I'm being honest, like this time last year, you know, Rom won the Century, Rom swept California. It was like all favorites were hitting, and people started to adjust betting strategies. Um, based on playing the top of the board more. I think throughout the year it ends up sort of leveling out. But one of the things that I think we're seeing is the PGA Tour has a lot more depth than maybe we initially gave it credit for when these guys sort of departed for Lib. And the difference between a player like Grayson Murray and a Tyrrell Hatton or a Matt Fitzpatrick in the top-end talent in the field is not that much over four complete rounds. Like, on any given week, it's what makes golf betting so special is a guy can walk up to the first tee on Thursday morning at 500 to one odds with a legitimate chance to win. And I really don't feel like it's something that you get typically in other sports. Joe, before we let you go, we got about two minutes here. Uh, what are your uh, outrights? What do you like this weekend? Yeah, so I got Tom Kim. I got JT Poston. The other one that I simply cannot ignore at 35 to one is, is Eric Cole. Um, the guy is absolutely tore apart the fall swing. He's 107 strokes under par in his last seven events. He's been one of the most consistent players. He's got four top four finishes within there. Despite losing strokes putting in a few of those, everything points to Eric Cole. Everything points to JT Poston. I'm all aboard those two guys with Tom Kim. And then a couple of long shots that I like. I mean, I, I really like Eric Van Ruyen at triple digits. He's 100 to 1, 110 to 1 in some spots playing fantastic, won an event uh, two months ago at the Worldwide Technology, and the approach play is really trending in the right direction. And the other guy is Sam Ryder. So Sam Ryder, you can get him all the way down at like 200 to 1 with some really juicy top 20 and top 40 positional bets this week. Um, There's only two players in the field that are gaining over a stroke per round on approach over the last 36 rounds played. One is world number one, Scotty Scheffler. The other is Sam Ryder. Really good value, I think, at, at a massive number at 201 if you're hoping that long shot trend continues this week at the American Express. Joe Idoni, give him a follow on Twitter at Tor Picks or on X and a host of the Preferred Lions podcast. Check it out. Thanks so much, man. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, guys. Have a great afternoon. Thanks, Joe. What are your bets for the weekend, Peach? Throw them to the people. I'm just, I'm not going to do any research. I'm just going to be that guy and I'm just going to tell your picks. And then if you lose, you're getting DMs, you're getting death threat. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not I uh, so I know that Joe isn't as heavy on the favorites. I do like Cantlay this week I, I at ten too. to one. I just yeah. Pat is one of those guys that when it's courses that are birdie fest, he tends to go pretty low. So I like him ten to one. Like Tom Kim, I agree with them. I like some JM. 
Um, JT Poston, 33 to 1. I absolutely love him. And then if you're looking for a long shot, Adam Shank at 90 to 1 would be a guy that I would look at. Playing good golf, he's a good, great putter. Um, but I thought Joe Braid broke it down really well. You know, this is going to be one of those courses where it's really all about chipping and putting. You know, it's a second shot golf course. Got to be good with your wedges and your putters. The winner's probably going to be like in the high 20s under par. Um, so we'll see what happens, man. It's just one of those weird weeks where. You know, you're playing on three different courses, and it's tough to handicap yeah. and everything. So yeah. we'll see. They got a great field, though. It's like the best field they've ever had at this tournament. Yep, yep, yep. I'm excited, man. I can't believe we're talking golf, though, especially because um, I don't even know when I'm going to get my car back because of a snowstorm. We're sitting here talking some golf, but it's been yeah. a crazy start to the season. Like you said, Grayson Murray was 350 to 1, and then Chris Kirk was 200 to 1, and those are your two event winners so far. Yep. Still got a lot to talk about coming up tonight. We're going to continue to preview the divisional round. Also, we got to talk about the coaching carousel with Jim Harbaugh taking interviews with the Chargers. What does that mean for Michigan? We'll talk a little college football. Uh, do you see Jim Harbaugh going to the NFL? J.J. McCarthy's leaving Michigan for the NFL draft. I think that's a sign that Harbaugh is gone. You think there's any chance that Harbaugh goes somewhere where he could draft J.J. McCarthy? Remember in any given Sunday when Pacino leaves and then him and uh, Willie Beeman reunite? I mean, it could happen. I, I don't think it does. I don't think it does. I don't think it does either. Final hour of the show. We also have power hour coming up. We got one game in progress right now with Tennessee beating up on Florida at home. We got a great college hoop slate. Three games in the association. We'll try to get some NBA picks for you before we get out of here. So you better you bet. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser filling in for Nick and Kev. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network.